0: Welcome to Career Tools. Today's show, Disagreeing with Your Boss, Part 2. Last week, we spent some time talking about not disagreeing with your boss in public. But at some point, not in public, you're going to disagree. But how do you do it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Here we go. So last time we talked about the point is never disagree with your boss in public. And we listed all sorts of reasons why and concluded with a little thought in terms of how managers should act. But they often don't. So right. never disagree with your boss in public. That's the first rule. And so now that we're not disagreeing in public, we are disagreeing though, right? We've said that it yeah. is okay to disagree. We just do it smart. Please. So when you do disagree in private with your boss, still don't say, I disagree. There are better ways than saying... I disagree.
1: You yeah, know, this is really one of those points that that half of our audience might go. You're kidding me? People actually say I disagree. Why? Why poke your finger in your eye in the eye of your boss, right? Right. The one eye you wouldn't want to poke is your boss's eye, right? right. You get him. You're smart enough to go in private, and then you, you look at him and say, "I disagree with you." <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of you are shocked. We know you're shocked, and and that's good. We also know you're probably a high I or a high S the problem. Thank you for being high I and high S's and and being sensitive to other people. Unfortunately, there are high D's and high C's in the world. Mike and I are high D's. He's also a high C for the high D's, right? They, they didn't get their chance to disagree in public and have a little bit of conflict, but, but they want, right? If you're a high D, you want everyone to know you disagree. You're confident. You're Right right? You're willing to mix it up. You're not afraid to be wrong. And yet your willingness to say, I disagree, only works reasonably well with high D bosses. Now, I know you think probably your bosses, many bosses think that their boss is just like, many people think that their boss is just like them. You're wrong more often than you're right. So with anybody else other than a high D boss, it's seen as as, as public disagreement, as fomenting other challenges, as, as sowing discontent, if you were to say I disagree in public or for that matter in private, you won't be seen as fomenting disagreement. If you say I disagree in private, it's just seen as look, we, we can infer that from the comments you make right now. The high seas of the world say, well, it's just a fact. I'm just stating a fact, right? You say I'm being clear, right? In other words, you're, you're, you're being open about your, your disagreement, right? You say, I want others to know my position, and you say, I'm being brief, right? You're you're cutting right to the chase, so to speak. But in the same way as a high D, your public statement of disagreement is not seen as factual. It's not seen as clear. It's not seen as brief or even logical, but rather a challenge that brings out less than helpful emotions in your boss.
0: Now, folks, if you don't understand the DISC model, D-I-S-C, we have plenty of cast our manager tools that you go to in. Get um, an overview of this very helpful tool in terms of understanding others' behavior. So, but don't let the whole the high D I S C throw you. I, I I think in context you can understand where we're coming from. But if you want to know more about DISC, um, certainly go to managertools.com and look that up. Right, and and we and a little aside since we're
1: talking about bosses and 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 disc. Most people, when they have to put their boss in a bucket, if you're going to be wrong, you tend to call your boss a high D, um, because your boss has has role power over you, and so they get to act with high D dominant like traits. And so it's helpful to have disc to know what your boss's uh, tendencies actually are, as opposed to viewing them through the veil of subordinate to boss.
0: Good. Okay, so, so we can't say I disagree. So, okay, I understand that. But so how do we express disagreement then? We've said it's okay to disagree, but I can't yeah. say I disagree. So so yeah. how do I – help me with that.
1: Well, yeah. So first, you just don't say it, right? People are going to draw the conclusions they draw. They're going to know you're disagreeing. That's fine, okay? But but we have two two ways that are widely used and that work very well uh, that don't include the phrase I disagree. And by the way, when we say I disagree, when we use that, we're, we're, we're talking more broadly about statements like this'll never work. And who thought this up? And (laughs) do you understand how much this is going to cost? We're politely throwing those in the bucket too, because we assume, you know, that's a way of saying I disagree.
0: Wait, you mean saying who thought this up is, is not yeah. a gathering more information? <laughs> I just yeah, want to exactly. understand the person's perspective better.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I knew the person that had thought this up, I could go visit with him and understand his underlying rationale. No, we know that's not true. <laughs> you, you just want to hang a guy in your head, right? So the, the, the first way that we're going to recommend, again, this is in private, is support and question. That's not necessarily called this, right? You're not going to go around and tell people, Hey, I learned from career tools. This thing called support and question. Have you heard of it? And they're going to say, What, well, what are you talking about? But support and question is a way to describe how effective professionals express concern or provide an opposing point of view in an organizational context, right? Alone with your boss, you express support for the change or an issue or initiative. Because, by the way, folks, you do work for your boss and your boss does have some role power. We're not big fans of role power, but it does exist, right? And then you ask a series of questions designed to either help you understand what you need to and or to point out your areas of concern. And here's something that I think a lot of people miss. You know, it seems like a small point, but perhaps the most important word, literally single word in your delivery and i think some of you have already those of you who go to to conferences know that we we talk about this at conferences the most important word in your delivery is the word and right consider the difference between two sample private disagreement statements i can support this but i have some questions and i can support this and i have some questions
0: yeah boy the second one sounds a lot more palatable than- yeah
1: there's a da- there's a dangerous power of the word but right this is one of those times where it can really send a disagreement message right and but but it, as we say at conferences it stands for behold the underlying truth meaning ignore what i've said before this this is just, i'm just throwing that out to you to make you feel better in fact that's not what i think or feel right it does send a disagreement message and look When Even if you are disagreeing, it's more effective to not telegraph it before you start asking your questions. If you tell your boss, I'm disagreeing with you, right? If you use the word but and you inch closer to the, hey, I disagree with this thing here, you put the boss in a little bit of defensive mode or maybe not defensive mode, but rebuttal mode. I need to defend. I don't feel defensive, but I still need to defend Again, I'm not. Ta- Defensiveness is an emotional state, is how I'm using it here. Whereas to defend is to defend the idea, right? right. I don't feel defensive, but I'm obligated to defend it because oper- operationally and professionally, uh, as a boss, I that's my job is to defend things that the organization has done.
0: Yeah, the, the, the butt puts the, the boss in the position of immediately starting to think about listening with the idea of rebutting, right? Versus yes, listening with the idea of understanding.
1: Yeah, and and as as Mike Swinson will tell you, um, that's a huge problem in communication. I do it all the time. It's, it's a fundamental weakness of mine. Mike, i i I assume you might agree with that in principle. Some of the times I just find that, you know, we're talking fast and you, you make a point and I make a point and then you make a point And as you're making, and I'm already rebutting it in my head, I'm not listening, trying to understand where you're going. I'm sorry. I, I, your silence proves to me that I'm totally wrong. And you're always <laughs> listening for agreement. And I'm, I'm so I sorry. Just, I just <laughs> thought we wouldn't have this conversation yeah. on here. Yeah. That's just that's let, 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 yeah let me, let me drive my car into the hole right away here. Um, so now look, folks, this does take some preparation. You don't walk out of a meeting where a change is announced and walk right into your boss's office. Take your time. Prepare to be supportive. Frankly, you're obligated to do so verbally and professionally. And prepare your questions to make sure those areas where you have concerns are discussed. Remember, it's two parts, support and, con- and question, right? And the beauty of that is you can't deliver this in a meeting very easily uh, if you don't have your thoughts together. Now, the second way to do this is to provide a counter proposal. In other words, when you disagree, you take the time to work up a different plan to accomplish whatever you disagree with was designed to do.
0: That's not trivial. <laughs> that's, that's creating some work for me. Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, you're, but you know, you're rarely going to understand all parts of a new system or a change and whatever counterproposal you come up with folks, this is where, this is where many, many people fail when they come up with a counter argument, whatever counterproposal you come up with has to not only address the concerns you have with the plan or idea, which we know you will, but it also has to provide the same or better benefits that the present plan does and let's be blunt, solving the problems the plan creates for your part of the organization is not enough. You must also address the larger issues. And frankly, in our experience, trying to come up with a counterproposal is a good way to recognize, coming with a counterproposal and failing is a good way to recognize that our disagreement is relatively small and we can't solve the larger problems. If that's the case for you,
0: it's back to support and question. Yeah. Let's talk about brainstorming for a second here because brainstorming and having different ideas are not disagreeing. When we talk about not giving feedback to bosses, and if you haven't, please go back hmm. and listen to that cast. It's an important one. When we talk about giving, not giving feedback to bosses, sometimes we get pushback, right? Folks say, well, I give my boss feedback all the time. We bat around ideas, we come up with plans together, and we sometimes disagree, right? Well, our response is, that's not feedback. By the same token, when you and your boss or you and your boss and your peers are throwing around ideas or brainstorming, or you've been asked for ways to improve a particular process or particular idea, or you're having a planning session and looking at different ways of doing things, having a different point of view than your boss is not disagreeing with your boss. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're making a distinction here between,
1: in part between planning and acting, but also between exchanging ideas and disagreeing. And brainstorming is not about disagreeing. When you're planning and ideas are encouraged, that's a form, either either it's formal or not, of brainstorming. Yeah, okay, look, yeah, it's possible that your boss is going to punish anybody who disagrees with him. That's what power and stupidity combine to create, frankly. <laughs> for most bosses, though, when they ask for ideas, it's okay to throw out ideas that are different than your boss's idea, Okay. It's okay to think to yourself about your boss's ideas, to think to yourself, that'll never work, and then follow that up with a different way of doing something. You're not disagreeing when you do this, as long as you don't say, I disagree with that, that'll never work, here's my idea, right? If you simply state an idea that's different than somebody else's, you're not disagreeing. And a a minor point here. If you want to be perceived as agreeable when you come up when you suggest an idea that's different try the simple support and we said support and question earlier where you you make a point and you say and and then bring up a question you can use support and different when it comes to brainstorming by saying I can see that and here's another one and so if mike said I think we ought to we ought to solve this problem by doing x on the website I would say I can see that and I think we could also do it differently. We could do it this way, right? People will see that as, okay, I'm honoring Mike's idea and then I'm suggesting a different idea. And in fact, if I had to do that over again, I wouldn't use the word different. I'd say, hey, I can see that. And what about this? And suggest an idea.
0: That's not disagreeing. Right, and folks, you know, pay attention to your own thinking there because Mark, you corrected yourself and thank you because then I didn't have to <laughs> contradict right. you. But, right, but, but I'm sure as folks were listening to that, When they heard the word differently, there was a little, oh, little sharp intake of breath. Like, oh, that didn't sound all that great, right? So, little words, little differences make a big difference in the receptivity of the person you're talking to. Yeah. We define disagreeing as specifically finding fault with ideas presented by your
1: boss in, in this cast, okay? If your boss's team is tossing around ideas, you're not specifically finding fault when you propose a different approach. Please don't confuse anything in this cast with reducing good ideas or new ways of doing things. That's all we're
0: saying there. Good. Now, we've got to talk about timing of disagreements because I think folks miss this, particularly in disagreeing with ideas that have come down through several levels of the organization and, and frankly, just makes the individual contributor at the bottom who's disagreeing just look silly. So let's talk about our, our fourth rule here. Disagree early and not late. What do do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, this this is really the simplest recommendation or guidance we have. Generally speaking, the longer you wait to disagree, the harder it is to justify. The more work that has happened prior to your concerns, the more likely your concerns are to be minimized or ignored. Look, maybe you're right, and the process change or new client approach or the budgeting idea or the budget cut is not the right thing to do. But it's reasonable for organizations to assign value to the work that's already been done and to give that work some weight in terms of the implementation. In other words, it's entirely possible that an objection offered after a great deal of work has been done might theoretically carry the same weight as one that's offered earlier but may be ignored in deference to the cost of the
0: work already done and the value of project completion on time, on budget, and so on. Right. And you got to ask yourself a question. Is, if you're going to disagree, if you know that your disagreement is going to have no impact or no effect, and you simply want to disagree anyways just to make a point, then you stand the chance of coming across as looking unprofessional and silly in some cases. Yeah, it's petulant. I think if you know it's not going to work and you just want to make a case,
1: I think that I think people will. Yeah, <laughs> um, if you're relatively low in the organizational hierarchy and a plan is presented to you, it's possible that you have little to say about it. That it's already essentially rolling forward, and and you, that may be frustrating to you because you may have said, "If they'd asked me, I they'd have known better," and so on. But it's possible, really, it's likely at lower levels of organizations that the amount of work put into a given decision and implementation gives any project so much weight that your, uh, your objection is unlikely to change anything. And so, our, our point here is disagree early, not late, and that you consider your position in the chain of command as one of the factors. It's not the most important factor, but it's one of the factors in determining your definition of early and late. The higher you are, the earlier you tend to hear about things, the lower you are, the later you tend to hear about things. There are many people who are fairly low in the hierarchy who believe that it's their lowness, if you will, their lack of power that causes their ideas not to be heard. And that's not the case. It's the lateness with which your your uh, objections come up. That causes it. We're not saying your ideas aren't smart. We're not saying the people at the bottom are dumb and we never listen to them. We're saying we've already started something and we can't allow every single person to agree to every single step in every single project. Otherwise, the entire organization is being run by committee. We can have a separate uh, argument about how, how vertical or horizontal organization should be. So you have to consider your position in the chain of command. We're not talking purely organization hierarchy here either. The question is how close you are to the course of the change. If the change being brief is one that only affects your team and it's your boss's idea, you can generally think of yourself as learning early. Whereas if your boss's boss's boss had an idea and your boss and her peers worked on it, you're further away from its inception and you're less likely to gain traction with your disagreements because you're disagreeing later in the process than if it were just your boss and your team doing that. And another way is, if your sense is that things have been moving for a while, be careful of falling on your sword. Disagreeing late is often being is often seen as being against progress, or being selfish, or being narrow minded, just protecting your part of the organization. And protecting your part of the organization can be done, but you wouldn't want to do it all the time because you're going to begin to be perceived again as selfish or being against change. Yeah,
0: and of course, you know, talking about earlier late. Certainly after the decision has been made and now you're in the acting stage, disagreeing then makes no no sense at all.
1: Yeah. This is probably easier to follow than the more nebulous early and not late rule. You know, in all processes and all changes and everything, there is a time of planning and there's a time of action. As a general rule, disagreeing when action has already begun is much more difficult to sustain and is much more likely to be seen as selfish and harmful. Okay? Okay. If your boss is just work some, working something up or wants input on an idea, make an alternate case. Share your ideas. That's fine. He's still planning.
0: Okay. Yeah, but if your boss presents a plan with timelines and deadlines and who's responsible for what, like she's done planning probably, and now's not the time to disagree with you the idea.
1: Yeah, you you may be burning with frustration about it, <laughs> right. but our general guidance is to hold your fire. Yeah. Are are there exceptions? Sure. Okay. But they're probably more rare than you might admit. I remember one IT guy who said, this change is going to break the system. You know, he wasn't technically wrong. The senior folks didn't realize all the tweaks that had been made to a given system. And if it were implemented, if the change were implemented raw and nobody did anything, the system really would have struggled. But it's reasonable for planners to assume that those with detailed knowledge of systems will fix those things that break or will know that things need to be tweaked again.
0: Yeah. Did it break?
1: <laughs> no, it didn't. Oh, God. And part of it was because people said, okay, we'll need to make some changes here that was made sense three months ago but don't make any sense anymore. And he looked foolish to a lot of folks. He was saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and then it didn't fall.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit though. So your boss has delivered a plan, right? It's got a timeline and actions and who's responsible for what by when all that kind of stuff, but it's flawed. What, what do I do then? Is it a fait complete? I mean, is it, is it done? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our recommendation is when, when a plan is flawed,
1: right? That you already have a plan, but, but you see that the plan is flawed. What we need to do is come up with an actionable alternative and deliver it privately. Okay. When you're already in the action phase and you're having to act on a plan that's, that's got problems and you see it having problems, you're not so much disagreeing as reacting dynamically to unforeseen issues when the plan was being implemented. That happens, right? Everybody agrees that no plan survives its first stumble, right? But we, we still recommend keeping quiet about the big change, right? The implementation of X is different than X, Right. So we say don't start arguing about X. Come up with a different plan to implement X. If you're the one implementing the change, right? And and it's problematic, the implementation is problematic in some way, it's okay to be concerned. What most people do is see problems with the implementation, which folks we know there always are, and which only rarely suggests that the original idea was flawed. They, they see problems with the implementation of an idea and then use the difficult difficult implementation to unfairly denigrate the larger idea. This is unprofessional.
0: It's unlikely to be useful and will be seen as such. It will be seen as unprofessional by your bosses. Right, and I think an additional point here is even if you don't disagree with the idea, your disagreement about the plan is often interpreted as disagreement with the idea. And if the idea is a billion-dollar product that the CEO wants rolled out, and now you're seeing is disagreeing with the idea because you disagree with the system implementation plan, that's not a good yeah. position to be in yeah
1: exactly. and and maybe two levels up, they hear you and they realize, well, I don't have any ability to change it. i was I had to swallow hard because I had disagreements with the big plan, but now two some guy two levels down is disagreeing, and he doesn't even understand the complexity of what we're doing here. And again, this is a case of support and question. Hey, I got no problem with the idea. I'm fine with the idea. And I think we have some implementation things to work out. It's support and question again, or it's support
0: and propose again. Yeah. The beauty of that, the whole support thing is, is not just to to soften your disagreement, but you want, I think too often folks assume that their agreement with the idea is known. Now we're suggesting be explicit, say great idea. I support the idea wholeheartedly. And here are some things I'd like to talk about in terms of getting us right. there. Um, yeah. Don't assume that people um, understand your agreement with the idea.
1: Yeah. And, and so when you, have, when you have to implement, idea, implement an idea – whether the idea is agreeable to you or not and you see problems with the implementation you come up with an alternate implementation plan hey as mike said hey great idea and here are some some problems i'm noticing and here's my recommended solution this goes to the point of bosses saying don't bring me problems bring me solutions there are always problems with everything it doesn't you know third graders can figure out all the problems that's not hard what i want is solutions for the problems don't bring me a problem and expect me to solve it because all that does if i'm your boss is encourage you to keep bringing me problems and you begin to believe that the problems are always solved one level higher than than you are, which is not a way to to get a uh, to be seen as being a professional person who's going to have a successful career, right? So you, we come up with an alternate implementation plan. We address the concerns and say, "Look, you're you're saying we need to do X. Here, here here's the problem, and here's a way to solve that that gets everything else done we need to get done and avoids the the potential train wreck we've got over here." You get you come up with that alternate plan and you privately pitch it to your boss asking for approval to change what's being done you know if you want to send an email with your concerns that's fine right and say here's my plan you could say hey i'd like 15 minutes i've come up with an alternate plan because there's a couple of problems i didn't think we i'm not really sure that these things are clear can we talk about that a little bit and the boss may say no i want you to continue doing it that way because you're saying that's going to be a problem for you to do it this way and yet there are three other departments who say no it's got to be done that way but you don't go in and just say, "Hey, here's a problem," and then expect your boss to defend the plan. You go in and say, "Hey, look, I see the point. I got the big picture, and the implementation is. I've got some questions, and I've come up with a plan that'll help us address them."
0: Simple. Yeah, the opposite of that is putting the monkey on your boss's back, and that yeah, nobody exactly. So my guess is here is that in a lot of cases, folks are going to have disagreement with the plan or an idea or whatever, and we're telling them they can't disagree in public with their their boss. But they're frustrated, right? There's some frustration as a result of seeing something which they think is going to go wrong. So I think probably one reasonable way to handle it is, is to adhere to our guidance about not disagreeing with your boss in public. And instead, just vent your frustration with your peers or other managers or other folks in private. You know, in private vent a little bit when yeah when <laughs> funny 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 right <laughs> this is one of the most unprofessional yet seemingly
1: accepted behaviors we witness in in career thinking today i routinely am am stunned by this this sense of well i can't disagree because my boss has power i'm gonna go tell everybody why i disagree this is poisonous it's it's gross um with a really highly effective executive uh, or manager, it, it'll be punished and probably severely. Your boss briefs you on a new plan and you disagree, but you know you don't have any leverage, right? So you keep quiet and you go ahead and complain to others. That's what you're saying. And and sometimes it's anyone, but sometimes it's everyone, right? Right. Sure. You talk about how stupid the plan is, how you weren't involved, and you, you, know, you can't say it w- will work, and how you're just following orders. This is totally egregious, unprofessional behavior. We urge you to reconsider. Don't do it. You may think it's okay and you're just sharing ideas and so on with your peers and so on. It's not. Organizationally, this is reviled behavior, okay? It may seem cool to be one of the team and to complain about they or the boss or her again or him again, but it's not. Or you may think it's cool. You may, in fact, in your head, you get to decide what's cool. We t- we're telling you it's unprofessional. It's wrong. It's duplicitous. It's unethical. That's how bosses describe it.
0: Do it to the wrong boss on the wrong day, and you're going to regret this for a long time. And even worse is if you're a boss, and your boss comes up with an idea or plan with which you disagree, and then you simply go down to your, your folks and say, hey, look, it, this is what the boss wants to do. I disagree with it, but this is what we got to do. I mean, that's even worse in, in my mind.
1: Yeah, and I I think uh, we'll do a separate cast on what happens when you fight for X and Y is what's decided. How do you brief that to your team? But when your boss says X and you're briefing X and you may have disagreed before, you are obligated professionally as part of your role because you are the organization to your X to say, this is X, I support it. Okay, And we don't throw our boss under the bus by saying, he's an idiot, but we have to do it this way. Otherwise, all you're doing is saying, the only reason I'm doing this is role power. And that is a form of throwing our boss under the bus. And bosses don't respond well to being thrown under the bus. Okay, Or as a friend, as a friend of mine from the South says, uh, being dropped in the grease. <laughs> <laughs> so look, overall, when you look at all that we've talked about, right? our guidance is, if you disagree, do it early. Do it in private support the idea, and it's okay to ask for clarification. Do it when you're still planning versus implementing. And when you have disagreements, it's not appropriate or professional to share your frustrations with others. Don't do it.
0: Good. Now let's go back to the opening quiz, right? In the first cast, we threw out some scenarios and asked folks to think about how they may handle themselves in those scenarios. So let's go back now that, have, now that we've, we've covered this material and talk right. about those, those quiz questions or scenarios. Okay. So your boss has just come from a meeting and
1: wants to discuss ways to implement his boss's decision. His boss thinks it should be an X. He wants to do it Y. You think X is better. Would you tell him or agree with him or be politically correct and offer no opinion? And the answer is, sure, you tell him. This is a case of early and a case of planning, not acting. See, we don't just agree early. We don't just go along when new ideas can make a real difference. And a career of offering no opinions for fear of being wrong is, is a career of being offered no promotions, frankly. So sure. Now, if your boss wants support for his position, you can offer support for his position and you could say, and here's why I think your boss wants it done that way. But, if, but if we're just talking about it, don't roll over, folks. This is a classic case where people say, Oh no, Ozan and Horseman, manager tools, career tools said, you know, we should, we shouldn't disagree. Well, this is a private meeting. And we're just talking about plans. We're not implementing. And so it's okay to say, "Here, here's mine. And you may even say, I know your boss wants X and you want Y. I actually, was thinking Z would be better. Now, you may get asked, can you support me?
0: Can you support X or Y? And the answer is sure. Whatever you guys come up with, I'll support. Okay. How about the second scenario? So your boss wants to change a process. And you know, as far as you're concerned, the, the process is just fine. So would you make your case? Or would it be just e- easier to agree? Or... Maybe you disagree and then act slowly in hopes of the thing going away.
1: Yeah. Sure, you'd totally make your case. You know, you'd make it in private. You'd make a counterproposal that you can support. Remember, we're not, we're still talking ideas. The process hasn't been changed. We're not implementing the change yet, okay? And you definitely would not agree because your boss is the one with the idea and then act slowly as a form of civil disobedience. That's wrong and that's unprofessional. Now, if we change it a little bit and say your boss has decided to change a process and has put together a plan for how you're going to to change it and it's going to require your team to do it, okay fine, then you say, "Hey, I can do that," and here I've come up with a counter plan. You can do that as well but but if if it hasn't the decision hasn't been made, it's okay to offer a disagreement and to do so professionally
0: and privately, <laughs> yeah. But you
1: absolutely do not, you absolutely do not act as if you agree and then mumble and grumble and
0: don't put your best in, into the project. Yeah. And in, in worst case, mumble and grumble to others about it.
1: Yeah. Because if you do, how would you feel if you had a plan, your directs didn't understand the big picture and you came up with a plan and you asked them to implement it and they said yes and they proceeded to drag their feet. Wouldn't it be reasonable to give them feedback? And if they continue to drag their feet, give them systemic feedback? Sure it would.
0: That's what you should expect from your boss if you do it. Absolutely. Okay, so here's another scenario. Your boss is on a committee is implementing a process change and they've worked it start to finish. The whole thing is is rework. Now you have to change what your team does and unfortunately it's going to be hard work, some of which we don't agree with. So what do you tell your team?
1: Well, first of all, I think one of the words that's important there is committee. It suggests that this is not just coming from your boss, but your boss is part part of a larger organizational decision-making body, this committee, right? Right. Yep. Um, What you do is you tell your team what the new process is. You lead the change process that affects your team, and you say not a word about how you disagree with it to your team. You may be able to pitch your boss privately on how to implement the change. No, No problem there. You do it privately but we recommend you don't argue the changes themselves because we perceive this situation as happening, ha- having happened a couple of levels higher than you, and it's already in the implementation phase. Nor, again, do you air comments you may have unless they can be perceived as supportive of the change.
0: Yeah, and that whole committee thing is important because the, the implication there is that there are other folks across the entire organization involved, and it's unlikely that your issues at your level with the idea are going to sway everybody else who's already invested quite a bit of work into this, it appears.
1: Yeah. So let's end this with sort of a final strategic note. Disagreement is good. This cast doesn't mean to sully the value of conflict and the new ideas that can come from it. There's nothing cooler than being in a brainstorming session and somebody saying A, somebody else suggesting B, and then the third person going, wow, if you put A and B together, you get this C thing. Everybody goes, wow, that's the greatest idea ever. Right. So you can disagree with your boss, but there is a time and a place in today's political, vertical, conflictual, contextual organizational world. If you're going to disagree, fine. It's good even. Right. Do so early. Do so in private. Don't share your disagreement once actions start being taken. If you're ever blessed with directs who behave that way, you'll be loved <laughs> and your peers will think you're the best manager they've ever known. And the answer to that, taking that a step further, what's wrong with behaving that na- that way now as a direct? Maybe you'll make your boss the best ever, which is a good way to have a good career, frankly.
0: Yeah, I agree. So quick wrap up. Yeah. Don't disagree with your boss in public. Never. Don't say I disagree. And never say I disagree. There there are better yeah. ways and we talked about some of those. Right? And brainstorming and having different ideas are not disagreeing. We talked about the definition of of disagreement there. Disagree early and not late. In particular, look at the organizational hierarchy in terms of where the ideas uh, emanated from in terms of determining whether it's early or not late. Certainly one of the criteria. Disagree when planning, not when acting. And it's unprofessional to disagree with your boss while disagreeing in private with others. Yeah. Don't throw your boss under the bus. Excellent. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. We'll see you. (laughs) That's it, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you all again next week. So long.